Greta Van Fleet, live, Starcatcher World Tour. Friday, September 8th, Little Caesars Arena. With special guest, Surf Curse. Grammy-winning rock band, Greta Van Fleet. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com. Welcome to another episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pregame and experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So back to a real-time concert, and it was a hometown show for this band, and their first since 2018, which I also attended. This episode is going to revolve around the Greta Van Fleet show I saw September 8th, 2023 at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan. And to help me recap the concert and talk about Greta Van Fleet, specifically their new album, Starcatcher, please welcome back to the podcast, Craig. What's up, man? Hey, Brad. Thanks for having me, man. This is real time. This hey, is real time. I got one question. Is Little Caesars, is that hockey or is that basketball or both? Both. Okay. I guess, I guess I should have answered yes to that, <laughs> to that question. I wasn't sure if they it had is. Well, and that's what's unique about, well, was unique about Detroit for years was it was always separate. I mean, the Red Wings were downtown at Joe Lewis Arena and the Pistons were up in Auburn Hills in the Palace, right? So they had two separate venues, which wasn't very common. You know, people were starting to build big arenas and and those teams were sharing and the other the other interesting thing is for years well the palace was always the palace of auburn hills it didn't have a corporate name and joe lewis arena didn't either you know they finally tore the joe down and yeah they've torn torn the palace down and and so <laughs> they build an arena and they slap the little the little caesar guy on the roof pizza 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 pizza. pizza, 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 pizza. Hey, I've, <laughs> I've, I've contributed lots of money to Little Caesars. <laughs> yeah, my, so you my, might... youngest, my youngest loves that stuff. You got a piece? You got like a brick. Correct? I do. You probably I, have I, a I brick. <laughs> so Greta Van Fleet and, you know, we were talking before I hit record. You know, I know we've obviously texted back and forth and and trying to think if we've had any in-person conversation uh, about them. So they're from Frankenmuth, Michigan, which is, you know, probably a, a, it might be an hour and a half north of Detroit. Okay. So being a hometown show, as I called it at the beginning, I mean, it's obviously the biggest city in the state and, and where they, uh, you know, they played a lot of shows down there as they were, building up building up bars and and little clubs and all that type of stuff so i i think that's i think that's why it's technically a hometown show because i mean they're not going to play a show in frankenmuth i mean it's frankenmuth is close to sag it's closer to saginaw than it is detroit but detroit's the obviously the 
you know, that's the Mecca for a, a band from Michigan, you know, yeah. uh, make it, making it there. So, you know, they hadn't been there since 2018, which is interesting. Obviously COVID happened and the tour that they were on in 2021, they played like five arenas, mid-sized arenas in, in Michigan, but they, it, they purposely kind of left Detroit off and people were scratching their heads. And I think they were, hoping to schedule something and it, it ended up not happening so anyway they released the new album they are now yeah they're playing big time i mean they were just in denver craig i don't know i don't i guess if that was a month ago maybe yeah yeah baller. It, it, yeah well yeah the big the big arena so now they are finally playing yeah they're playing all the big 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 venues in all of these in all of these cities So leading up to this show, though, I mean, they do, they kind of have a reputation a little bit of canceling, (laughs) canceling runs of shows. And again, which is interesting. I mean, I think it's illness related. I think there was some COVID stuff. I mean, these these are young guys. (laughs) I wouldn't expect them to be canceling shows. So again, I don't think they've canceled any on this, uh, the Starcatcher tour and and so yeah in the back of my head i'm like they can't they can't cancel or postpone <laughs> a detroit gig and certainly they did not so uh i was fortunate and fortunate enough to attend it, it was it was sold out i haven't seen an attendance number again you know all these arenas are 20 you know 20 22,000 seats but concert wise who knows i guess 17 18,000 maybe is my so was it an guess. evening with or was there an opener? So there was an opener and they are a band out of, I think, well, California, maybe LA specific, but Surf Curse okay, is I the name of them. And you know what? I heard, I got in there, but I didn't get, I didn't go in, you know, to the, the main venue. I was just kind of hanging out in the concourse. I could hear them. I mean, it sounded decent i mean they were short songs you know it was almost power pop ish and you know maybe even had some gin blossoms uh feel or even soul asylum feel you know to them a little bit which isn't a bad thing i peeked my head in a little bit just to see you know i think it was a four-piece band but i mean they were they were decent you know i i kind of made a note to go back and listen to some other stuff and i haven't done that uh yet being a real-time show yeah this just happened friday so <laughs> it's uh it's been uh it's been busy since since the show so i haven't gotten to check them out have you heard of them craig i mean i think they've no. been around for a little Actually, while I but... remember looking at the whatever that you sent me and seeing oh, the that poster name. picture yeah 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 yep. did you roll alone or yeah i just rolled alone yeah yep and even an evening with myself at this show <laughs> So, so Greta Van Fleet, Craig. So obviously I've talked about him. I, you know, I've done an episode. I saw Rival Sons and Greta Van Fleet in, uh, I guess, what was that? 20, 2022. I had Andy on. Yeah. A a good match. Oh, very good. Yeah. Really good match. Really good match. So I've talked about him a little bit. So what's your, what would you say your background is? Why? I (laughs) think I heard, heard about them or of them from you you know being a michigan guy and saying hey check out these guys these young guys 
seem to know what's going on. And then I, not too long after that, so I checked it out. And I had the EP, The Black Smoke Rising. Yep. And then um, they came out with, what, the From the Fire? Yep. So I, I went through my stuff, and I have six releases of theirs, including one's a live one, a Champagne and Caviar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I, I I get everything they, they release, but you introduced me. I was like, oh, you know, I think Safari Song was the one that really captured me. And at our radio station, they... I don't know if they got the Black Smoke Rising or the, from the... I think it was the, the full LP. Yeah, yeah. And people played... all The DJs played a lot of that. Yeah. And then um, I don't think the other releases, but with this new one, I'll probably reintroduce them back into the rotation. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I remember, I think, probably seeing the video for highway tune and i think that's maybe i sent you guys i think you're I feel right. like i think we were at i was at the pool with my <laughs> with holly and the kids and and i i you know i had checked it out maybe the night before and i'm like god i gotta send this to these guys and see if they've they've heard of them and they, yeah this would have been i yeah probably 20 2017 i would yep. think so again yep. yeah they were in there they were a couple of them were in their teens i think and you know, a couple of them were in there, you know, were probably 20 uh, at, at the time. So, yeah, because there's like a set of twins in there, in there. There's, yep, there's twins, the singer and the guitar player, uh, and then another brother, younger brother, and then just one of their friends is the is the drummer. So, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend too much time on the, uh, because I, I think it's a tired, somewhat of a tired, thought process that some people have that they're a, a Led Zeppelin cover band. <laughs> so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that, but I, I still, and again, people like what you like and, and all of that, but it, it seems like people make those types of comments. And after hearing Highway Tune and Safari Song, and they haven't heard any of their other material and they just, you know, automatically go there. And I think there's, I think there's much more to this band than that. Yeah, yes. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. The, anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to spend too much time on on that because I think it, I guess my my comment would be anyone listening that hasn't ventured you know into their their more recent stuff you, you're missing out. <laughs> you're missing out on on some on some good music. So let's get in. I'll just get it right into the show. Yeah, I drove down there, and that there was a a home tiger. The tigers were home. Uh, had a had a home series that weekend. So there was a post I think from Little Caesars Arena saying, "Hey, you know, there's lots of stuff going on downtown. You know, you can reserve parking." And I said, "You know what? That's probably not a bad idea." So I actually I found that they were doing it at Surface Lots down there so i i you know purchased a, a parking space craig and <laughs> drove down there and i had a barcode on my phone you know it's it's auto attended you know there's no person there so i'm holding my barcode up to the thing and the gate opens and i drive in there's no spots what the fuck <laughs> oversold <laughs> oversold 
And I, you know, I kind of in the back of my head, I kind of thought about that a little bit. I'm like, well, so how do they, how, how are they doing this exactly? How are they, you know, marrying all these different things, people showing up, people buying spaces. So anyway, it, uh, I, I made a spot <laughs> for, Did you? for, for myself. Yeah. I mean, it was in that lot in that lot. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were some spots that just had the yellow stripes you know, I mean, not full spots, but like half spots. And I just backed into one of those and called it good. I mean, if they wanted to look it up, I mean, you had to enter your license plate like, number. Plate. You know, I mean, I, I got in there. You know, I obviously paid. I paid for a spot. I paid for a spot. So I I made my own spot. But anyway, so that was that started. Well, that, I kind of started off the night. <laughs> a decision had to be made. I, yeah, I had to make, I, I mean, what, I don't know. I mean, what was I supposed to, yeah, what was I going to do? Just leave. Yeah. And so they get my money and then I pay again to park Wait, In the back else. of your mind, is it like, is my car going to be there when <laughs> well, I get out? Well, you know what? It was kind of. So as I, as I was walking over there and even kind of during the opener and I'm in the concourse, there was a little FAQ on my, my phone. And I'm just like, ah, I, I'm good. I'm good. It was still just there. Let me, just let me rock out. <laughs> yeah. Stress free. Come on. Yeah. No. <laughs> so we did, we did have that. We did have that happen in Denver one. Oh one no. Came out and the car was gone. Oh shit. Yeah. And you know, he was just like uh, you know, the, the tow down the, the towing down there, like I don't know if it's in major all major cities, but it's sketch. Oh, God, yeah. type yeah yeah so that yeah. was a long night yeah i didn't want to have to really deal with that but i also wasn't going to pay twice for parking so anyway yeah totally. so as i mentioned i i didn't see the opener again they sounded decent so you know check them out if if you're you know so inclined with some some uh modern power pop type uh type stuff so, so anyway orden down by Ford Field and everything? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. They're all, so yeah, all the sports are down there now, which uh, obviously wasn't the case. Lions were in Pontiac for years oh. and Pistons are up there, but now everyone's downtown, downtown Look proper. Out. Which Look is... out for those Lions. Forward down the field. A charging team that will not yield And win the blue and silver wave Stand and cheer the brave Rah, rah, rah Go hard, win the game With honor you will keep your fame Down the field and gain A Lions victory Go Lions! That's right <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I had seen somewhere that they were supposed to hit the stage at 845. And sure enough, they that's when they hit the stage. But what was what was interesting? So some intro music came on at about 835. I mean, they were playing stuff over the PA, but this was orchestrated, you know, uh, music starts. at And Craig, everybody stood up and I, you know, I'm sitting there like, all right, you guys are going to be standing for 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> with nothing, nothing happening. Cause they are, they are not coming on until eight 45. So, but what was cool was this intro music, this orchestration, 
it was songs from the new album. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, I wonder, I guess I'm going to have to keep my eyes open for it because I would grab that if, if they sold it. It was cool. It was really, yeah, <laughs> really cool idea. I mean, these songs. Was in those songs if you get some yeah. earphones. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, yeah, like the uh, fate of the faithful, the falling sky, farewell for now. Though I could recognize, obviously, those melodies, and and I thought that was what, what. What did it sound like? Did it sound just like an like an actual orchestra playing it, or was it yes. like a yeah, nice, nice. yes, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. So I I wonder I wonder if they got you know these guys they live in Nashville now, right? Everybody right. does uh, musician wise. So they they have relocated. Uh, from Michigan down to down to Nashville. So who knows if they found a, <laughs> an orchestra down there? Yeah, and just uh, had them had them play however many songs. But that's uh, and yeah, and they had some stuff. They had a curtain down, and you know, so there was there were lights, you know, shining on there along with the the music, which was cool. So then, this is how the show started. Set list for Greta Van Fleet, Falling Sky, The Indigo Streak, Lover, Lever, Taker, Believer, Meeting the Master with Norwegian Wood intro in there, Heat Above, and then Highway Tune, which led into a drum solo. And that was kind of that. So those first six songs were kind of part of the first, you could call set. And then they went to a, a B stage, which I'll talk about uh, in a second, uh, for kind of an acoustic, acoustic uh, stretch of of some songs. Unchained Melody was was first. Waited all your life, and then Black Smoke Rising, 
and then made their way back to the main stage. Fate of the Faithful, Sacred the Thread, The Archer, and then Encored, Light My Love, and Farewell for Now. So, breakdown-wise, so two songs from the Black Smoke Rising EP, zero songs from From the Fires, which, again, I know some of those songs from the EP are obviously on that, but I'm treating the EP as the EP. One song from Anthem of the Peaceful Army, two songs from the Battle of Garden's Gate, and eight songs <laughs> from the new album, Starcatcher, out of ten, which is amazing, actually. I mean... Yeah, it's bold. Did, uh, it's... <laughs> did, did it feel like the audience knew the material? They did, yeah. The new stuff? They, they did. They oh, did. that's awesome. And that, I mean, that album's only been out since July... Yeah. And again, I know they, you know, like people do now, right? They throw a song out in April or whatever, right? And then they threw another song out in May and, you know, they kind of teased it. Um, I think they put four out before the album was actually released. So people have had some time, you know, with, with some of these songs. I think, yeah, those first four that they released are were all in the set. So um, I kind of like the approach for a young band. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Takes balls, man. Yeah, because I mean, with you know, when when we were growing up, the new album came out. They were they went heavy on it. Oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, kind of old school. Yeah, old school it's, for sure. It's a formula that works. Yeah, yeah. And then the one cover song, obviously the Unchained Melody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so as you heard of how the the show started, so yeah, when that orchestration stopped, curtain dropped. The four band members were just standing on a platform kind of above the drum riser with, you know, four spotlights shining on them from behind, which was interesting. You know, it was interesting that the curtain dropped and they didn't just start playing, right? They uh, <laughs> they were just kind of standing there. And then obviously, you know, they ripped into Falling Sky and, and it was on and Pyro. Yeah, they had lots of lots of fire, lots of Pyro which uh which fits which i think fits their the, the music yeah. a lot of times yeah yeah so yeah thanks for the clips the clips were good yeah yeah so you know set list wise craig i mean again obviously heavy <laughs> heavy on the new album what uh i mean what you know any thoughts on like the the sequencing or that that you know the, the set list order or the way they did things no i broke it down um you know, I kind of did the same thing with which which album they came, and I've had the. I mean, I still do CDs, but I did. I put the CD. It's been in my car for a long time, and uh, so the new um, one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, so I, that was kind of nice to see all the the new ones on there. The only thing is, no Safari song. I don't know if, if they're sick of, you know, that's <laughs> been from the get go, you know. <laughs> But right. it, it's it's a jam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it is. It is. You know, that lover, lever, taker, believer. I mean, they turn that into a long jam, too. So, you know, I, I say six songs kind of during the first set. But I mean, that was, you know, cl you know, close to 50 minutes, <laughs> probably just those six songs i mean they they turned a lot of this you know a couple of those those for and they had a, the drum solo obviously in the first set so they uh 
they extend out uh, a lot of the stuff. I, I sent you the video for meeting the master. So yeah, so Jake, the guitar player, so he grabbed his 12 string and just started, you know, fooling around and then he walked down. They had two, you know, how, how bands normally would have a catwalk come out in the, from the center of the stage, uh -huh. right? So this, they had it coming out from both sides, which was unique. And so he was walking out, I guess that would be, you know, the stage uh, stage left one. And, and he got to a stool. I think they put a stool on, on the end of that uh, catwalk. And he sat there and he started, he started playing Norwegian Wood, which was awesome, actually. Yeah. And the crowd got into it. And then, of course, then he started playing Meeting the Master. And then Josh, the singer, walked out on the other catwalk. It was a, just a cool visual of them on both sides because the way that song starts it's obviously just the two of them for a while spotlights on them they had the backdrop was was like uh of a night sky stars and oh, nice. stuff going so it was cool it was the visual was was cool and obviously it sounded it sounded good as well i think the denver show craig was part of kind of a first leg and then they, i think they took like two weeks off and then restarted here after the after the holiday but that first leg <laughs> there was no highway tune which oh, okay. is it which was uh, interesting and i think they may have been playing they might have been playing another new song uh so they may have had nine new songs kind of on that first uh okay that first leg and then i when they started up the second leg i saw i think it was in minneapolis they played when the curtain falls also so which i would have loved i love <laughs> love that song and it's a it's a good uh it's a good live song but yeah they uh they dropped that by the time they got uh got to us but obviously yeah highway tune you know got a got a big response and and going into the drum solo, you know i you know it's we you know talk about yeah they're kind of you know going old school and I don't know, Craig. I don't. I don't need a drum solo. <laughs> I mean, he's good, obviously, but you know, those, maybe. Aside from the drum solo, does it feel like they those guys have some chops? Oh, they've got chops. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Because on the album it does. Oh yeah. Yep. Nope. It uh, it comes across well. I, it comes across well live, and you know, I know there's been, and I I even saw this on a. I think a YouTube thing about people that have been on Saturday Night Live. Their Saturday Night Live performance wasn't very good. I don't know if you've seen that or I not. Haven't. I don't know. They they kind of seemed a little out of it, <laughs> which which might have played may played a part in it. But you know, I, I hear some people you know dismissing the band also from that performance. And I'm like, man, oh man, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of questionable performances on Saturday yeah. Night Live. I, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, I've seen them, so I've seen Greta Van Fleet now, I think six times. And, no, they, uh, yeah, they has a legendary green room. Well, you should be coming on pretty soon, dude. How much do you smoke? This will be a little demonstration of that. Listen, listen up. 
That was my skull. I'm so wasted. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. So yeah, they bring it. They bring it live. So yeah, it was it was good. So the drum solo obviously gets done, and all of a sudden you see the singer and the bass player, who's also the organ organist, show up at this B stage. And so they're waiting for the guitar player and the drummer. So that's what they just played Unchained Melody, the two of them, which was, which was very cool. And then the other guys showed up and they played it Waited All Your Life, which obviously we'll, we'll get into the album here in, in, a, in a little bit, but it's, it, you know, it's not an acoustic version. I mean, there's acoustic guitars obviously on the studio track, but it, it's an electric version of the song. So it was interesting that they, that they, decided to play that acoustic. could have played safari song right there mm-hmm. <laughs> for you craig but uh and then black smoke rising which uh, uh was off of the off of the ep and then from there yeah so they just went straight to the stage you know getting to the b stage they went you know into the concourses and obviously had security all around them but to get back to the main stage they just went through the aisles with security which was interesting and just yeah. made their way back up there for the the second part of the set. Are they are they little people? Yeah, they're not very big. Yeah, okay. They're not very big. Yeah, uh, at, at all. So it uh, yeah. So that was that was interesting. Fate of the Faithful had a guitar solo, which <laughs> I mean he had a good you know a spotlight guitar solo, which was interesting because they jam out quite a bit anyway. I'm surprised that they give him a kind of a spotlight solo you know with as much soloing as he does you know during the other during the other songs because i think they even had a little guitar solo part for him at the end of the archer uh which was the end of the regular the regular set so and then craig the time from the end of the archer to the first (laughs) encore song i mean it was five to ten minutes
which really? seemed old school. <laughs> old school too. It's like, damn, this is the way it was back in the day. Yeah. I mean, you, we had to, you had to make noise, right? Yeah. <laughs> you really want an encore? <laughs> How dedicated so, to that are you? Right. <laughs> so that was that was kind of that was surprising as well. But uh, yeah, and then so like my love and and farewell for now, which yeah, you and I texted about. That song, uh, he even introduced Farewell for now as, hey, this this thing was written. <laughs> to close shows. <laughs> to close shows. And uh, <laughs> it uh, it worked. It worked it's very well. It's cool. You know, stage-wise, like I, you know, I mentioned there was obviously a platform above the the drum riser, which they didn't necessarily use a lot afterwards. I mean, there were you know stairs kind of going down to the down to the stage, but their Craig, their lighting rigs over the years, when I've seen them, you know, it's it's interesting because it's all very symmetrical. <laughs> like the the last tour in '22. They had two large rectangular lighting rigs kind of on either side of the stage, you uh-huh. know, at, a, at an angle, uh, kind of, you know, shining down. And this one, you know, they had the six squares kind of across the top with, I think, 16 lights in each one. And and that their, their rig is always mobile. So shit's moving around and, you know, doing different stuff during different songs, which I think is really cool. Because, I mean, that's the way shit was in the 80s yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. with some of these yeah the hard rock bands i mean they it just had... it almost feels like there's probably like a cousin or an <laughs> uncle running you know it just seems like a family <laughs> affair yeah yeah no exactly exactly so that was that was always cool and i yeah i always like uh lighting rig stuff that's stuff that's moving around and yeah it's cool breaking off and you know all that stuff which is actually the 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 six squares i i made a note of this in my phone because i didn't want to forget but paul and oates big bam boom tour from 1985. Oh, 
those exact it's like it almost had that exact look those Maybe six squares moving <laughs> they move up and down and stuff so yeah it was it was uh that's that's <laughs> what that reminded me of <laughs> and then they had tons of backlighting you know from the stage itself you know just you're, gonna, the... you're gonna have to play a clip of Paul notes <laughs> right there yeah, yeah 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 i will i will i'll drop it in there yeah for sure and which yeah andy would have hated the backlighting he hates this backlighting on the stage if you're Come on the floor you know you just get blinded <laughs> <laughs> that's andy that's andy for you so but he still comes yeah. he still shows up even though he's cold and he doesn't like it, the lights exactly exactly and then my the final comment which is has nothing to do with the band there was a drone flying around the arena. What the fuck? Legal? Like a, a little, well, so at first I, you know, I mean, everyone obviously could see it, but my, my I, I went straight to, oh my God, somebody snuck in a little fucking drone and they're flying this thing around. And so no, I read in one of the reviews the next day that it was, it was the bands and they're filming, they were filming something yeah. using the drone right right but i mean at first i'm like oh god is this what we've is this what we've got <laughs> maybe they'll come continue to? with the old school and, and give one of those uh those hard road videos where they're just sweaty Sweat, they barely right. make it on the bus <laughs> so exhausted i'm like you know we we went from people throwing shit up on stage right to laser pointers you know bugging people on stage to fucking drones and i I'm like oh my god tell me this isn't a fan sitting way up in the nosebleeds you know with this drone flying around yeah. um he's gonna run into somebody or you know i don't know it was well, but, you're, you're, you're gonna be on that footage somewhere i'm gonna be on that footage somewhere so but yeah no it was it was great it was again cool to see them in their biggest you know single michigan date to date uh, which was which was good and yeah was packed and you know crowd wise it it looked like any other show that you'd go to really you know yeah. it was a it was a mixture of guys our age you know to couples out on a date to you know teenagers to 20 somethings to 30 somethings I mean it was just all over the all over the board which was nice also cool to see you know that it's uh you know they're they're attracting a little bit of everybody so it was it was good it was good i think they're going to be around for a while yeah i, I kind of think that too <laughs> which again isn't a bad thing and anyone that you know for whatever reason is bashing any of this new music because it sounds like you know sounds retro 
I embrace it, man. There's a ton of it out there and it's great. And you've got a band like this packing an arena. You know, this this isn't a bad thing, people. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's it's our kind of music and it's uh, popular and and, you know, they're they're filling an arena. So now quickly on to the concert calendar. So, like I said, Craig, they had this first leg, and now they're into the second leg. And they've got, looks like they've got about a half dozen shows left in the States through the balance of September here. And then they, yeah, then they go overseas for about a month. And, I mean, they're hitting Germany, Netherlands, France, Belgium, London, Ireland, UK, Copenhagen. If we we don't embrace them, Europe will. Right, right. Italy, Spain, Portugal. And then they do. They've got a couple shows a year from now scheduled in Mexico City, too, which is odd. It's probably going to be like 80 grand there. <laughs> or, yeah, or something, right? Something to that effect. And, you know, I know they've also, I don't have any of those dates, but they've been playing some, they opened for Metallica a couple times over the last year or so again these these were not part of metallica's proper tour that they're doing right now i think these were just kind of some one-off didn't metallica they played that new uh vegas the raiders stadium yeah they, they played yeah they played they played there and, and greta van fleet opened opened those shows i think they played two two shows there so am i mixing that up is it a legion no, it's a legion yeah i think that's a legion allegiant stadium yeah yeah for sure so, so yeah, I, I saw Greta Van Fleet in a tiny little bar. It was a, and it was a free show put on by a radio station in, in Detroit. And this was in, this was in 2018. And now I saw him in a 20,000 seat arena in Detroit. So, so when you saw him in, in that little bar, yeah. Did it feel these guys are ready for prime time? It did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean their their stage presence. I mean, they've they've grown up, right? That was five years ago, roughly. So their stage presence has improved, but from a from a perform you know, from a musician standpoint, yeah, they <laughs> they've had the chops for a yeah. while for sure. You know, because they always get that Led Zepp tag. I always, I thought it'd be fun if they like went out with the Struts, who have that huge Queen vibe. <laughs> queen vibe, yeah, yeah. Right. right. Well, then that's the thing. And again, I don't want to keep, I, I don't want to get sucked down that road. But yeah, you've got these other bands that some of them just sound like the era, right? The seventies, yeah. and some of them sound like specific bands. But who cares? I mean, the Struts are awesome, too. Yeah. You know, Dirty Honey, it's great. Rival Sons, we've already talked about. I mean, these bands, ah, Crown Lands, that Rush-sounding band I said, <laughs> I said out to you guys whenever that was a couple months ago. You know, I mean, there, there's, there's a bunch of these younger bands that are, that are going retro, and I think it's pretty cool. So, all those big bands in the back in the day you know they started off you know ripping off you know not ripping off but playing the blues song you know <laughs> right right you know same thing yeah yeah if same you like something that's cool you're probably gonna 
imitate it a little bit. There you go. There you go. So now on to the band on the bill spotlight. So I mentioned we're gonna we're gonna focus heavily on this new album from from Greta Van Fleet called Starcatcher. Uh, released July 21st, 2023, produced by Dave Cobb. No charting. You know what? I, I wrote no charting there, and that's not exactly true. I think when I originally put this together, I don't, I don't think it had, had there was a charting position for it, but it, it got to number eight. <laughs> so it's a top 10 album. This is on the Billboard 200 oh, nice. um, as well, which is good. But yeah, certifications are a thing of the past now. You're not going to have, you know, people selling millions of, of, of albums with uh, with streaming. But okay, so I kind of wanted to focus on it and maybe expose some, some people to it. So Craig and I are going to rank these songs <laughs> from 10 to 1. So I figured I figured the easiest thing to do, Craig, we'll just go. There's only 10 tracks, right? So like you'll do 10, I'll do my 10, and then nine, eight, seven, and we'll just go one at a time, kind of down the down the list. So track listing of the album. So Fate of the Faithful, Waited All Your Life, The Falling Sky, Sacred the Thread, Runaway Blues, The Indigo Streak, Frozen Light, The Archer. Meeting the Master, and Farewell for Now. And I mentioned that they had released four songs prior to this thing getting released in July. So Meeting the Master was released first. I get, you know, this is how they do singles now, Craig. They, uh-huh. <laughs> right? They release it before the album gets released, which is, which is interesting. Sacred the Thread was released in May. Farewell for Now was released in early June, and then The Falling Sky was released in late June, and then they released the album in, in late July. So those were the songs that were out I was there. unaware of that. Oh, yeah. Yep. So that those showed up on my... Before I bought the actual CD, I had the stream, the Apple Music, and they would release songs, and it would pop up on my Apple Music feed. So... Got to hear some of those prior to it getting released. So, all right. You want to start off with number 10? Number 10 for me is probably going to be The Archer. Ooh. I got you. How I went about this (laughs) was it was in my car and I didn't have it. I didn't, you know, I didn't know the titles or anything. I was going by how many times that I looked at the player to see what. Ah, it was yeah yeah and uh, and my first you know my first impression rose probably went to uh frozen light but it didn't like it didn't <laughs> even come near the top at the end yeah which is interesting. Oh, which is interesting for sure oh yeah and, and you even kind of threw out that question to me you know how did how is your list change before and after the show <laughs> right Seeing yeah. the songs, you know, when you, when you yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it did. And yeah, I'll get into, I'll get into some of those songs, obviously that they played, that they played live again, they played mo- the majority of the album, but there were a couple that they, that they left out. So, so, so what, why don't I just run through mine and then you go through yours? Cause mine's going to be pretty easy. 
Oh, I got you. So if you, yeah. So you're saying go through yours, and then as we go through mine, we could. Yeah, you, you can just go. Spend. You can go into more detail. I just have a few thoughts. I got you. No, that works. That works. Okay. So yeah. I think I'm on the same. Uh, I'm on the same page. I think is what they released as singles after multi- multiple listens. Like I listen to sure. it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I think nine and ten, meeting the master and farewell for now, are really strong. Um, and then. Four and two is what I call them, Sacred the Thread <laughs> and Waiting All Your Life. Yep. Um, those caught my ear. Um, Runaway Blues, I wish they would have finished it. I think that's a jam. It's like, all right, and then it's over. Right. Um, and the Indigo Streak, it, to me, it sounds like yes. Oh, yeah. Like the band, yes? Yeah, yeah. There's some, um, there's some progressive... Yeah, definitely. I thought uh, Fate of the Faithful, The Falling Sky are strong. Um, Frozen Light, I liked from the beginning. But to me, I think it's more than any like standout tracks. I think it's just a solid album. And I like the way it flows. Um, and I had it in my car, which I listened to a lot. Just let it roll. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I also had it on my... Uh, my, you know, where I could listen in earphones as well on a mobile device. And and there's a lot going on. I mean, it's a nice production. There's yep. nice musicianship. And it's like they got some of the instrumentation from some of those Zeppelin. I mean, it, like a lot of houses of the holy feel, um, just oh, like yeah. with the instruments. Um, yes. But, but yeah. I was, when I first heard it, it's not a first listen grab yet. Uh, agreed. So if you are checking this out, give it like four or five run-throughs <laughs> and it's going to grow on you. Like, Because when I was oh, all yeah. prepared for this, I could have popped it out, but I left it in. Yeah. No, great. That's a great point. Because, yeah, I, uh, when I, it came out, um, I listened to it in the car with my son as we were driving up to the cabin. And, yeah, it didn't, uh, the first... <laughs> I mean, I'd heard those first four songs, you know, but the rest of it, yeah, it just uh, like like you said, it didn't, it doesn't grab you right away, and yeah, and, and it wasn't until today that I figured out that I even figured out what "Sacred the Thread" was about. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> <just> like closed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. That one starts out with like the levy brakes drums, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's all I yep. have my notes on that nice oh well so do you actually have an order <laughs> yeah it was um meeting the master farewell for now sacred yep. the thread waiting all your life um I, I gotta throw indico streak in there just because i like that yes feel <laughs> like the i think it's the vocal harmonies and yes. fate of the faithful the falling sky frozen light runaway Bl- you know runaway blues like i said it's a it starts off just like you know kind of like a zeppelin you know to beat the reference to death but uh yeah rock and roll oh yeah you know oh, yeah. or black dog you know just kind of a let's get after it yes finish yeah. that song no kidding no kidding but yeah speak so speaking of that song that's my number 10 and it's because it's a minute 17 <laughs> oh believe me that that came into play in the when we choose sides which well, I exactly right. So I don't know what 
the deal is there. And actually, it's it's it is interesting. I found a blurb which I'll I'll read when we get into that other segment about. I mean, they they spent a lot of time sequencing this album. <laughs> like you said, it flows very well. The production is is really good. The drums sound good, you know, good snare sound and you know, it yeah, I mean the album sounds solid. But yeah, Runaway Blues, upbeat rocker, but it's it's too short. It's too short. Yeah, probably just again in in your list the the one the kind of one difference I've got Sacred the Thread at 9. Do you? And the only, I think the main reason is the effect on Josh's voice. Kind of, he's got, there's an effect on there. And it, and I didn't like his vibrato. He's holding some of the notes, you know, throughout the, throughout the verse. And even, even, you know, during the chorus. Again, he, he does that from time to time but I, it was the effect that they had on his voice during that song i didn't love and i don't know what it is it's like a flangy yeah kind of sound with, and on the first couple listens i felt like okay the vocal i i don't know if the vocal fit you know like the 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 big whoa you know and stuff right. but the more right. i listened the more it, it the more i i i got it I it connected with you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, it's and I, I think that that piano ending is is cool in, in in that song. And I, I even put in my note, I wonder if my opinion would change without the effect on his voice. And I, I did, I, it came across, I think, better live, you know. But I'm I'm ranking the song as it is on this on the studio album. Yeah. So I, I think it did come across better live because they, <laughs> they weren't able to necessarily have that effect on his voice during the entire during the entire song um, at some point every song at some point i looked over to see what track you know just oh to yeah make oh, a mental yeah. so no it's, yeah it's it's uh it's what this is one of these least favorite not songs that i dislike because <laughs> no. i i like it top to bottom for the most part but yeah the archer like you you had it you had it pretty low. It's it's just kind of it's a little bit. The arrangement is a little bit odd. I don't know if this would you know does this have a, a proggy feel to it? I, I maybe. I'm not against prog. I no. And I don't dislike it. Right. You know. Right. Right. But yeah, what the the uh, the, the the chorus torn? I turn to my bow or arrow i think he kind of switches out between bow and arrow sarah who the hell is sarah <laughs> i don't know i don't know what they're i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> some kind of inside joke i guess <laughs> maybe I, I don't know but i yeah. i knew none of the, i knew none of the lyrics through this whole i still don't <laughs> unless i look at them i can't understand it but i i like yeah. the sound of it the sound of it and the melody yeah so yeah. again, a somewhat odd arrangement. Again, interesting though at the same time. But that that came in at number eight for me. Then I've got so the indigo streak. I've got at seven. You've got that one up a little bit higher. And I think yeah. So you're talking. I think you're talking about that uh, um, 
kind of the harmonies almost during the verse. Yeah, pretty right? early. Yeah, yeah. like the, yeah, on, on Dreamer and Cleaner and or whatever. The, the, those at the end of each line, they kind of they kind of harmonize just like, it. Guys could kill owner of a lonely heart. <laughs> <laughs> that is a jam also yes. that is a jam for sure for sure but yeah i mean it's a it's it's a it's a cool song and it came across pretty well live uh also but yeah i've got that coming in at, at seven and then frozen light i've got it six and again <laughs> great riff and again, yeah, that sounded like something, or the riff sounded like something that I maybe rush. Did you get a rush feel at all? A little bit of rush in a lot of this. Okay, yeah, and I there that that band doesn't get brought up at all with Greta Van Fleet, and I think it should because I think there's I think there's rush in a lot of this stuff. No, well. I I heard, I heard more of that proggy stuff than I did any Zeppelin in this album. Yeah, good. Yeah, Other than good point. the way the instrument sounded. Yeah, right, right, right. Yep, yep. So again, cool. Yeah, definitely a cool song. Um, that there was a little like an interjection from the singer right after the. Uh, oh shoot, it might have been I guess after the initial chorus, where he almost pulls a. <laughs> Paul Stanley did this a lot on the on the seventies albums, but he would just give a ha. <laughs> and so the singer does that here i'm sure he's not emulating paul stanley but it, it kind of reminded me uh, of that a little bit so yeah so those are my my bottom five but you know and again you know they played well they played all of those songs except frozen light and runaway blues right yeah so those were the only two that they didn't play um live i was kind so, of hopeful like you would get the finished product of Runaway Blues live. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. I just think there's potential in that song. And they <laughs> it just is. It, just it's, a, it. it's a killer riff. So top five. Yeah. So this was tough. <laughs> this was really, this was really tough. But I, you know, at number five, I, I put Meeting the Master. And again, all of these are, are, are pretty close. You know, I already talked about the uh, the presentation live that was so well done. But ha so that riff, Craig, the initial riff, I hear, <laughs> I hear, can't find my way home, blind faith. I hear some Tesla <laughs> to Brad C's chagrin, <laughs> but I hear some Tesla, whether it's like the way it is or yeah, yeah. You know, anyway, just almost like combination of, of some different things that it sounded familiar to me. And I was trying to, gosh, I was trying to place it. I was even asking Holly, I'm like, Holly, listen, what is this? What does this sound like? It sounds like, sounds like something, but what a great, yeah, what a great song. I mean, in the solo, the last half, when it kicks in, just, yeah, the soloing is, is so good. Yeah, just, uh, just an epic song really yep and and just yeah came across great live 
Number four, I went with The Falling Sky. So this was what they obviously kicked off with. And if they were going to kick off with a new song, since they didn't finish Runaway Blues, <laughs> this is probably <laughs> the one, right? This is probably the one. And it, it yeah. yeah, that... It's uh, strong. It is. I mean, that chorus with his, yeah, the woes and the delay on his vocal and holding up the falling sky. And then a harmonica, which I don't yes. remember hearing any harmonica from these guys really on their other album. So live, Josh played it during this song, yeah. but the guitar player pulled it out. During, and I'm not even sure. Ugh, trying to think if that was even just during one of their jam sessions or... But the guitar, his twin brother. No, the uh, harmonica on that also. Nice. Yeah, really, really cool touch having the harmonica on there. But yeah, just a just a ripping song. Love it, love it. So top three. So I went with the opening track, "Fate of the Faithful," which this you talk about a slow grow. <laughs> this song was a slow grow for yeah. me. Yeah, and but that that heavy underlying riff that just kind of goes through you know throughout the song and it's interesting how you know the first chorus it's kind of the full chorus second chorus the first half of it's just drums and in the vocal and then the riff kind of kicks in and then the last chorus there's no instrumentation except for the drums I mean, just yep. interesting arrangement, and then it, but then that riff always kind of found its way, its way back in, and yeah, just a cool, just a cool song. And another thing that's like, if you let a CD roll, coming out of Farewell for Now into that, it just, into that, it works. It just <laughs> yeah, like it does. It doesn't sound like there's a. Oh, here's the start of the album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, very, yeah, very, very cool song. And that, yeah, coming out of the acoustic set live, this is the song that they started off with. And they, yeah, they had some great pyro and the, those, those, you know, the lighting rig stuff started to rise up as that song was starting. Very, just again, cool presentation, cool, uh, cool song. So, top two. So, I went with Waited All Your Life at number two and again yeah the acoustic the arpeggios uh in there the organ comes in verse is is great but craig that chorus with the all the stop the stoppage and i mean his no, it's good yeah his yeah. wailing on that is i amazing. looked over at track two a lot <laughs> yeah so so well done i mean that yeah the delivery uh, just saying yeah they mentioned waited all your life during the kind of the pre-chorus and then they yeah then they get into the get into the chorus and that that is strong 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 all right drum roll drum roll yeah so farewell farewell for now so when this so this was a third track released and i think I think we were, I was up north um, when this thing, you know, maybe it came out on a Friday. I don't know how they were releasing them online, but when that came, I just remember being, and and Craig, I listened to the song and I started it over. <laughs> and I listened to it again 
I mean, th- you know, this was this was that track that I just I just, I couldn't get enough of it. I couldn't get enough of it, and it it reminds me of the verse. Sounds like kind of the verse. It's almost a you're you're the one off of uh, anthem. I think off of that album, right? Okay. Anthem of the of peaceful. It it remind that that verse melody reminds me of that the underlying acoustic that's going on. It, it sounds almost sounds like a second, you know, part two, almost of of kind of that song, which I'm a huge fan of that that song as well. But the the harmonizing at the end of each line in this song, you know, they they harmonize the last word of our stories or big time, you know, homeland, drinking the wine, you know, part, but they having that and the drummer harmonized with the singer live. Huh. Because the key yeah, the organist, he was busy, obviously, and the the lead guitar player doesn't do a ton. He doesn't have a mic stand. <laughs> so he doesn't do a ton of backing vocals. Even though he's the twin? Even though he's the twin, but this song, and this was the last song of the set, as I mentioned, he came over, the singer put his arm around him, and they sang some of the chorus together, those two huh. brothers, which I think they used to do that during Safari Song. That was kind of their, he, they would get together, and, you know, that's kind of old school, right? Sharing the mic. <laughs> Sharing a mic doesn't happen a lot uh, anymore, but they they usually would do that during safari songs. And now that that's out of the set, and this is in, I think they said, yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it uh, for that. But love the chorus melody. And then how about just how the song ends? Gathered here tonight, did it up just right. With that gathered here tonight, did it up just right. Yeah. I mean, you know, him singing that to however many thousands of people that were yeah. in that arena, it just it just worked. Because it it's great, worked. and it you know it's easy to go corny on that. You know, you can oh yeah, you can easily go on the corny side, but that doesn't ever no, reach, you know, it doesn't yeah yeah. You don't just so write well a drum, you know, right 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 yeah just. So well done. And again, this was the song. Again, I, this was the third song I heard from the album. But after hearing the whole album, and you know, it's just like, ah, oh, this is the one. This is the one that stands out uh, for me. So, so yeah, we were. I think, yeah, we were close. I think on on some of the obviously on some of the big ones. You know, I, the the way I felt before. You know, I just felt one through four interchangeable. Right. Yes. You know, they're. Yes. Those are just always solid. And, yeah. Yep. Yep. But, but yeah, it's a good it's album. A, it's yeah. a great album. Yeah. Yeah. 10. Again, they, they have definitely shown growth. I, I think I don't, I think that's undeniable. That's why I 
think that they could like throw something pretty proggy out there if they oh, they yeah. wanted to. <laughs> oh yeah, they could. Oh yeah, I yeah, I can I can see that. I can see that coming for sure. So Well, cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So now on to the slam fest tip of the week. So my my time was was cut a little bit short, so there wasn't uh quote unquote a lot of of a lot of pre-gaming, but I had to do something interesting for my, you know, it's about an hour and a half drive downtown Detroit from, from where I'm at. So I, I did some digging on, on some of these guys' influences in, in the band and got, got some info from three fourths of them. So didn't find anything from the singer, but I got stuff from the drummer and the guitar player and the bass player. So this is so this is kind of interesting. So the Danny Wagner, the drummer, he was on some uh I think it was called Stranded. It was a YouTube thing. And Desert Island albums. So he had Harvest, Neil Young, Ram, Paul and Linda McCartney, Led Zeppelin 3, which was interesting. That might be my answer for the Led Zeppelin discography by the way. I might go with Led Zeppelin 3 too. So it's, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so good. Abandoned Luncheonette, Hollow Notes, which was interesting, and then Rumors, Fleetwood Mac, which you can't can't go wrong there. So those were his uh, five Desert Island albums. Very guitar for drummer. Yeah, that, for sure. Right. I yeah. Mean, there's not even <laughs> a lot of drumming on Led Zeppelin three. You know? <laughs> no, exactly. Is there any drumming on Harvest? Uh, maybe with brushes. <laughs> uh, all right. So then the guitar player, I found top 10 guitar riffs from this guy. So this was interesting that he went, yeah, he went old school, new school uh, in his, in his 10. So he had Crossroads by Cream. He had In Every Direction by Junip. I don't know. If, have you ever heard of them? No, no. with Junip. Midnight Rambler, The Stones obviously mind of a junkie anders osborne so i wasn't familiar with that yeah new orleans guy okay okay nice um boogie chillin john lee hooker so yeah obviously some old old school stuff little bird white stripes dust my broom elmar james roadhouse blues the doors we made it cedric burnside and then immigrant song (laughs) Led Zeppelin to to round that off. And then the bass players, 10 albums that changed his life. So Crosby, Stills, and Nash, the self-titled. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young, Deja Vu. Joni Mitchell, Blue. The Beatles, White Album. George Harrison, All Things Must Pass. Rolling Stones, Goat's Head Soup, which I love the fact that he chose that album (laughs) miles davis kind of blue paul simon self-titled elton john self-titled and jimmy smith the sermon okay so i grabbed all this stuff obviously the riff you know that was that was song specific the other two guys just had albums so i played all those well almost all those songs i think from the riff the the riff guys uh, list and then I I picked a song from each of these albums 
and just made a playlist and and ran through that thing. So this is what I listened to. So the needle and the damage done, Neil Young. Duncan by Paul Simon. The in every direction, which was the the riff from Junip. Too many people from Paul McCartney. That's a great song, actually. I don't know if you're familiar with that album, Craig. I am. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So carry on on the uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young album, which is obviously a hit. Mind of a Junkie, that Anders Osborne uh, riff. And I went with Out on the Tiles. I had to choose some. So it was funny. I had to choose something from Led Zeppelin three from the drummer's list. But then I also played an Immigrant Song because... <laughs> Because the the other brother chose immigrant yeah. song for the, for the out of the tiles is so good though. Oh, it's good, 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 good stuff. When the morning comes from Hall and Oates, which is yeah, that was actually, I mean that album is is old school Hall and Oates, so it, yeah, very uh, very mellow for the most part. But that when the morning comes is a cool is a cool track. And then the white album, I mean, there's so much you could choose off of there. And I just said fuck it, I'm going with Helter Skelter. <laughs> So, so that's what I, I played. Boogie Chillin', uh, that riff from John Lee Hooker. And then Rumors, obviously, another difficult one, but I don't want to know. Uh, great, great song there on, on side two of that album. And then River from Joni Mitchell. Such a, yeah, such a great vocal on that, on that song. Little Bird, White Stripes. That's a cool track. I don't know if you're familiar with that to okay. yeah figured yeah. you were and then george harrison so yeah that album i i read somewhere somebody said that wow of, of all of the solo material from the beatles i was reading a lot of stuff that people think that that's the best album that was released by anybody any of those guys oh as far as solo yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. harrison wrote well, Harrison ruled. Yeah, so I, that was that was that was that was cool to cool to read. Uh, Dust my broom, Elmore James. Again, these were just the songs that 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 one brother had uh, for the riffs. You don't have to cry from that self-titled Crosby, Stills and Nash album. Amazing harmonies, obviously cool song. The Cage from that self-titled Elton John. That's a cool song too. I yeah, going back revisiting that album, I hadn't heard that that. I, I just went through and kind of listened to some of those tracks just to just to pick something. That's a cool that's a cool song. Um, Crossroads, Cream, Midnight Rambler, Stones, Roadhouse Blues, Doors. Yeah, so those were all the riff riff ones we made. It Cedric Burnside was also one, and then Dancing with Mister D from the Stones album. That's a that's a great song leading that thing off. And then Immigrant Song kind of closed me out with uh, from Zeppelin. But then I, I was just, I was still, I was kind of in line getting off the freeway, really close to the parking. And so I was done with that. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to play that new Stone song. <laughs> <laughs> Angry. I, uh, I love I it. Checked, I, I, I did check that out. That is a cool track. And it's a cool I mean, video. It's a great video, too. Uh, his his vocals, it, is the, there's a little auto-tune going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. But God, they're still they're still they're doing still it. Still great. I mean, that's just a great, great old school Stones riff. Now, the the only thing missing, Craig, I could not, 
I could not do anything off of uh, Miles Davis. <laughs> well, I'm here could, for you. I couldn't do it. Kind of blue. I have I mean, those... both those albums. <laughs> the sermon. Those, yeah, I mean those. I couldn't. I didn't touch them, and I because those songs are like twenty I, minutes I, long. Yeah, I found it interesting because kind of blue. I love that in the autumn, like when it's cloudy sure. out. Yeah. For some reason yeah, it yeah. feels like autumn. <laughs> And then, but like, uh, it's song two, like Freddie Freeloader. Yeah. It's very low in the mix, but there's this bass that's just like this crazy is, yeah. good. And I, I yeah. thought that was cool, the bass player. And then I didn't know he was also organist because the Jimmy Smith makes the Jimmy Smith stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Jimmy Smith has that song Root Down. The, oh, the Beast. Yeah. The Beast. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. They, I mean, they, they took that as is. <laughs> as is yeah so yeah uh, but the sermon's a little more i could see how you had a hard time like throwing that well i'm just like fuck you know you know what and so with the 24 songs i listened to that pretty much got me door to door the the sermon as an album has three songs songs on it (laughs) you know it's it's standard size album uh so yeah so i left those are the only ones i left out but everybody else was accounted for so that was fun that was an interesting mixture and again you know listening to that stuff going down to see these guys it's like yeah you know what there's more to them i like there's... that they give uh robbie krieger some love too you know? oh yeah because he's he's so good with the doors like the well, stuff he yeah i mean craig any of this any of these classic rock i don't listen to classic rock you know, I, I don't listen to the radio hardly at all. Like you know, regular, yeah, <laughs> regular over the air radio. So I hadn't heard Roadhouse Blues in forever. That's fucking badass. That is a badass. That woke up song. and had myself a beer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so good. That's but so I mean, cool. that riff is great. That's just yeah, that's good stuff. So it's that's yeah, kind yeah. of it's fun to go back and listen to some of that stuff when haven't heard it in a long time so that was fun all right so now to close the episode out with a which side are you on so we are st- we are sticking with the theme craig we're st- we're sticking with the new album so side one or side two of the the album we just ranked from 10 to 1 so it was what do you side, side <laughs> one do you for think? me side one yep but on first listen i would have gone side two the more that i i kept listening to it one through five but they almost got docked for not finishing that song <laughs> well yeah i held it against them but I, I, I but i still you know what i i uh no i did i did i did hold it against them so i i Meeting the Master and Farewell for Now, you know, if I put those two kind of up against Fate of the Faithful and Waited All Your Life, that's kind of a wash. But so Frozen Light and, you know, probably the Indigo Streak, I, I like a little better than Sacred the Thread and Runaway Blues, I just didn't give any credit to <laughs> at all because it's not finished. So I'm going with side two over side one. So we're good. Good. Yeah. We got it. We got it covered. We got it covered from, uh, from top to bottom. I didn't, 
I, I can't remember a time when I like hit next on it on the CD that was in there. I mean, it just flowed yeah. over and over. Oh, I did, yeah. I never like skipped a song. So so listen to this. So here's here's this quote that I kind of mentioned. So Forbes Forbes did an interview with them in July. And uh-huh. so listen to listen to this guy's question to to the to the bass player. He says the last time I listened to Starcatcher was tracks 1 through 5 which is Fate of the Faithful through Runaway Blues and then listened to Indigo Streak through Farewell for Now. So he says so I actually got to listen to it in vinyl format unintentionally. It felt like a bit of like a side A and a side B. You guys feel that on here. And his response, so Sam's response was, yeah, we spent an enormously way too much time on sequencing. (laughs) (laughs) But he said, you know, he said, but this one actually kind of really feels and intentionally so like you're supposed to flip the vinyl. He's like, even if you actually don't physically do it, it still feels like because you have Runaway Blues fading out. And then there's this insane sound that happens on Indigo Streak. Yeah, you got the And yes, he's like, yeah, it's, it's like a part up. two. Yeah, or whatever. So it it's by design. It just was. Yeah. Well, it yeah. worked for me. It works for me too. Yeah. It's a great it's a great record. So uh so check it out if you have not uh if you have not heard it or again or if you've dismissed this band, you know, from 5 years ago. <laughs> Put it on. I, I don't think uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. So, and leave it on. And leave, leave it, it on. Digest yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, and let 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 track ten flow back into track one. Solid <laughs> advice. It works. It works. <laughs> All right, Craig. Well, thanks for joining me on this. Thanks I, for having you know, me, Yeah, it's funny when I I think I reached out to you a month ago or, or whatever it was, saying hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna see them. Have you? Yeah, have you heard the new album? And I, I don't know if you had. Had you yet? Maybe you had. I had yet. just gotten it, but I hadn't. Okay. Like, I yeah. maybe have gave it like once through. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. First and impression. Then you, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned you're, you're like I'm just gonna throw this in my car and, <laughs> and let it roll. It sounds that's like that's right. what you did. I did. <laughs> and it's been you know it's been nice. 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 Well, very good. Thanks again, Craig. All right, buddy. Thank you for having me. You met, man. Has anyone seen Greta Van Fleet on the Starcatcher tour in 2023? If so, when and where, and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? What are your thoughts on Greta Van Fleet's fourth studio album, Starcatcher? How would you rank the 10 tracks on that album? And last but not least, sticking with the new album theme, which side do you prefer from the Starcatcher album? Side one or side two? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>